Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey, Pen Pals, I want to say something really quick. If you haven't signed up for the page and you missed out on all the Enneagrams. Fuck you. They're still there. <laughs> we're about to start doing, or we already did start doing, I don't know. We're probably in the middle when of is love what? languages. When is what? We're figuring out our love languages. So Mine is yelling, I think. What do you think yours is? Uh, just sign up for the Patreon and find out. I, I have an answer. But I don't want to say, I want to say what I thought mine was. And whatever it is when we're done. But I promise... I'll write it down if you want to, too. Sign up for the Patreon and find out. Okay. All right. Get on that. If you want to be my friend, you had better go and get a pen. And maybe we can keep in touch like we did in the old days. It wasn't so long ago. Isn't that what twerking is? Yeah, it's just thrusting. That <laughs> you're you, uh, 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 worst guy at a strip club. <laughs> Come over here. I'd like a lap dance. Like no, no. Not gonna touch. Yeah. Can we touch? Can we touch? Wait, now I gotta turn that off. Now turn that off. All right, folks. If you haven't figured it out by now. Daniel and I are flying solo. We're Kevin McAllister. We here. are Kevin McAllister. We don't have Chad isn't here. I hope Lisa isn't here. It's just Daniel and I. The cameras are set. We think we're recording. Do you want to do a quick head headset check on this? No, we have to be. Go check a headset check. <laughs> yeah, but go I check. Can't. Okay. Go around though. Don't bump anything. Okay. Yeah, good, 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 good. You got good, 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 good. Yeah, now do it in good. the mic. Good, 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 good. <laughs> Are we good? Yeah, I can hear you. <laughs> Welcome to Pen Pals! Wait, yeah. We're okay. Folks, you think this show hasn't had obstacles? A pandemic? What if, Zooms? What if, though, this makes us realize we don't need anybody? I don't think we do. I don't think we've ever needed anybody. Listener, I told Rory, this is like when you leave your kids at home for the first time and they have to make their own dinner. Yeah. And you're like, I don't know what they're making. Cereal and waffles. Oh, I just made that a lot 
when my wife was gone. Really? Cereal. I know how to do it. Did you? You didn't do any big dins. We. You know what? I I went to the uh, Italian deli, bought some frozen manicotti and some pre-made tomato sauce that is is frozen. I just brought them home, and you put the manicotti in the tray in a in a dish. Manicotti. And you take that now thawed spaghetti sauce, and you just cover it, and you just put that in the oven for twenty five minutes, and you've got like. Fresh, night not fresh, but nice man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tastes great. That's my wow. go-to now. What do I care? What do I give a fuck? Think I fucking care? No, I don't think you care. <laughs> at all. No, I, I don't, don't think you care at all. Now, Daniel, and I could be wrong. Roar. Are we supposed to have a guest today? Well, I mean, usually. we should address it. This is usually a guest episode. I wonder how many people would even notice. I don't know if anyone notices or if they care, but. All we want to say is, when we do have a guest, sure, it kind of just works out because schedules to get people is tough, and when we don't have a guest, it's because schedules are tough and it's hard to fucking get people. Also, in let's here. be honest, we're a little choosy. We're pretty choosy. We, we want it to be is, someone you'd want, and we'll go like where the show goes. Yeah. I have some friends who won't be named that I love that I would go, I don't know if you could do Penthouse. And I would turn them down, too. Yeah. We got some friends in the fire, though. Oh, we got yeah, some names. that's true. We got some names coming down the road. Yeah. So don't yeah, lose yeah, yeah. faith uh, in us. But like we said, I, I don't think anyone who's a listener to the show, it's not like you're sitting there going, where's a fucking guest? You don't give a shit. You just Mm-mm. want the fucking hits. Penthouse. And that's what we do. We bring the hits. Also, guys, we've been saying it for... We're now, we're now, we're in our fifth year. Are we inside of it? Yes. Or we're in the fourth year? We've done four. When we're did we in start? Our July what? 11th, 2018. Okay. So we are in our fifth the 19th, year. We haven't hit 20, five years. 21, 22, 23. So we are in, in our fifth so year. So we're four and a half years old. Yep. Yep. So... Bit of a personality, right? Four and a half. And our long-term memory is starting to fire up. Since then, we've been saying, hashtag subject to change. Yeah. Which I still think is our best hashtag. It's That's my favorite one because it works on so many It generates the most freedom. The literal subject. Yeah. The subjects change every week. Yeah. You have a subject when you write in. Yeah. Yeah. They all change. Yeah. Plus, you can't count on us for any... Sort right. of consistency, yeah. Other than friendship and and also fun. listen, chatter fired. So it's a big year for us. <laughs> That's how. <laughs> and we had promised we we'll just act like it's just the two of us. We won't. We don't need to say they're not fired. They're they're not fired. We'll see. We'll see. Even if today goes perfect. quarterly reviews are right around the corner at at old Pen Pals Inc. <laughs> we do have reviews coming up. Yeah, but uh, even if today goes perfect, we it's not sustainable. Right. That's our problem. It's not. What if you did run a company and modeled it after the the business in Gremlins 2? <laughs> I don't even know what that business is. I know. I don't even. <laughs> I think he's a conglomerate. I think he's like a Trump well, I don't even know what that means. Uh, I've never known what a conglomerate, conglomerate is. Conglomerate, I think, is a multifaceted company with multiple divisions that works across Are different types of businesses. Are you reading this off of a cue card? No. Where did you get that? I just let it go. That just, you went to a space. 
adjective, noun, <laughs> adverb, company that like, three, you went right into the three dollar word, three dollar word, three dollar word. You went right to Webster's dictionary inside your own brain. I don't, and you know what? I swear to God, I saw you. I saw I, your eyes go white, and you just like said a thing from another life. From I had another the stigmata. Lifetime. I had yeah. the business stigmata. <laughs> yeah, you have business stigmata. <laughs> My God, he like knows business. Oh, that's so fun. That's I don't such know, a dumb conglomerate. Skit. Like, yeah, he has a stigmata. When he goes in, he's like the best businessman. Yeah, you've ever he's known. the best at investing. I, <laughs> you could literally go, Daniel, ten thousand dollars cash. Repeat what you said. I don't think you could but either. There's no way. But we have it recorded, and that's the only proof that you ever even said it at all. And at Succession is helping me know this because so a conglomerate, such an educational. Program. They have cruise ships. They have theme parks. Uh, they okay. have a news station. Got it. I'll They're, now know it forever. Yeah. It's just because I think it's like that. Like You lost me when you said multifaceted because that's another I word I don't I said know. That. <laughs> yes, you do. The Multi- many faces. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, okay. You're multifaceted. Acting. Uh, okay. Podcasting. Okay. Stand-up. Uh, uh, artist. That's a, artist, big, painter. a big departure. Painter. Yes. Yeah. Uh, can I say something about your most recent one? And then I know uh, Lissa's. Oh, you met and Lissa's mad at us. We that's yeah, as though. Hey, sorry. We'll go. We'll, hey. we'll go. How good to not have the tension of her just eyeing us, right? Although, when she like looks at us and she goes, mm-hmm. "It's like we don't have to deal with that right now." <laughs> Although she did give us. Sometimes I look at Lissa and she's going, right, and then I'll look over at Chad and he's going, <laughs> and he's got a cigarette usually, and but, then and then Lissa has to go. And he's like, oh, sorry. Yeah. And he puts the cigarette out on his own hand. I know. To prove right. a point. And to prove a point to himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chad, he usually li- turns his back to us, and he doesn't <laughs> think we know. That's how he's putting it out. And there's so much smoke, and he acts like he's not smoking a cigarette. I don't remember what the fuck I was going to... Oh. Yes, you do. No. Yes. Fuck. Well, yes. the one thing I was going to say after the thing I started to say was, but the good thing about when Liz is here, she let us she, know that we can keep saying chicks. Oh, yeah. That was big. I, my buddy Casey that. Corbin messaged me as to why you're allowed to keep saying chicks. Because it comes from Chica, which comes from uh, uh, you go? Chiquita? Something that means woman. Chica meaning girl. Okay. And he goes, so it's a derivative. Is that right? Of that. I would have to go back chick. and listen to what allowed I was going to say. To what remember. do you say for a guy? What's a guy's, like, chicks? Chick? What, is for, what is chicks for guys? Guys? What? What? Yeah. Oh, dicks. dudes. Dicks. This group of dicks. Look at these in. dicks over here. And I'm ever, when someone says, like, do you ever notice your natural instinct? When someone goes, guys are dicks, you, you're old enough now where you go, yeah. Can I? You're not wrong. Can I ask? <laughs> I'm going to say something to you, and I promise we'll go, and someday. Some are good. I'll go back and watch this episode and see if it rejogs my memory to what I was going to say. But... I was recently out to lunch with a couple of my friends that I grew up with. Okay, go on. And a group of guys walks in, like eight guys, and instantly I was annoyed by them. Just instantly. They hadn't even, you haven't even heard of them. They hadn't done anything. I was like, oh, these fucking guys. And then I thought, I used to be that eight because they were probably around 22. Yeah. And I thought, but also, and I thought the only difference between me and them is that I'm not in that group. Yeah, I know. And if I was in that group, I'd be like, we're good people. It's, we're fun. It's, it's people's it's just, hatred just towards each other all the time. It's literally no, just, all of I the animosity. Mean, you're sitting at dinner or whatever, and you see, you're sitting at even a nice dinner. Yeah. And next to you, they sit a group 
of six guys. No. Right? No. You're instantly like, oh, fuck. Whether it, it doesn't even have to be a bachelor party. You know what's funny? Because if they sit a group of six guys next to you, and given the restaurant, it they, could be, they, and, and I'm this, this will Hooters? sound arrogant, but hear me all the way through. You look over and you think those guys are kind of underdressed. You're like, ugh, these clowns. And then if you look and they're overdressed, you're like, these fucking clowns. Yeah. Like, there's no, there's almost no leeway until you hear them talk. And truly, you're like, you you kind of overhear the conversation. And yeah, based yeah. on the, the content sure, of it, you yeah, go, yeah. oh, they're all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but my instant thing is like, there's a fucking... I don't know. You what? know what's funny is that you, we are those people because when a show ends and we as a group of five or six or whatever yeah, yeah, comedians yeah. Yeah, walk yeah. in, yeah. we are worse than those guys. I know. We're loud. The only difference is we I'm... think we're being funny. <laughs> and even if we are, right. no one knows the context. And there's usually one guy in our <laughs> group that we have to tell the server or, or a bartender, sorry. ignore him. And also, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Ignore him. And he's, he's like, what? And then, and then, even when the when the server or bartender is like, "Oh, he's fine," and you're like, "He's not." Like, yeah. when they're like, "No, you guys, you're good." We're like, "Yeah, he's not good." Yeah, we and, let me go into, and let me tell you what the ingredients, the or the recipe yeah. outcome, yeah. doesn't change if you go. But maybe there's some women in the group, comedians. Like, there's com- there's yeah, guy yeah, comedians yeah, yeah, and girl yeah, comedians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't change. No, nope. we're all. So it, it, but the only difference it, is, is I'm not all, in that person. You know, you remember the Nintendo game Ice Hockey, and you can pick Wait, the super thin guy, you can pick the chubby oh, yeah, little yeah, guy, yeah, this yeah, guy, yeah. this fast guy. No matter what you do with comedians, you could change the race, you could change the type of performer, sure. the gender, uh-huh. the clothes, the level of income. Sure, it will not change the recipe if you put six of us together. Uh-huh. And we're coming into a bar or a restaurant or a diner after a show. We are always going to be the same level of annoying. <laughs> the, the Sunday of come and take it, you were gone. You're 100% right. You were it's gone. So and there was weird. five of us comics having dinner at that restaurant next to Secret Group. Yes, and the yeah, whole yeah. time I just Ni- wanted. That nice place. I just wanted to apologize. The yeah. whole time. It's too loud. We're everything. Yeah. This is a more you line than me on stage. Like your your non sequiturs or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I j- just you going to kind of like anything worse than a group of guys. <laughs> like that would hit in your flow. Yes. But like the worst, right? You just leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And you I was like, I mean. we know exactly what you mean. Group of guys. You group, know what I a, mean? Just a group of guys. They come in. You're like, oh, good god. god. Group of guys and more than let six guys come in. <sighs> Two have on jerseys. You're like, I can't. Nope. Well, guys, we're out. We haven't yeah. ordered yet. We're out of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. We're, yeah. Last call. We don't have it's it. It's 10 p.m. It's a weird thing we do. Hey, and also, look, don't don't think that Daniel and I are doing the ass kissy thing where fucking women are great. Group of women come in. You've got the same fucking issues. Yeah. You've got the same yeah. annoyance. I, I, as a bartender, group of women, I, uh, here we go. At a comedy show. You know why everyone makes the joke about a bachelorette party? Because it's Because real. only one time in my almost 20 years of doing stand-up has there ever been a bachelor party at a show. And I, they got up to leave. The bachelor has not laughed the whole show. They get up to leave, and I go, of course! Why were you ever here? Yeah. Like, get... Ah, this is so stupid. I told- this guy... This guy, and he was mad. I go, he's right. I go, I could be crushing. 
He's right. Yeah. Because if I'm him and we're here, also it was in Tacoma. <laughs> no, not to slander, yeah. but it wasn't a. It wasn't even a fucking venue. But it's it was a, a basement. Like, guys, it was a basement at a bar. Go like get, his buddies thought. We'll go. Go see get drunk and throw stuff. Go. It, I, I think see I was how like, how are you not in a strip club? If you take me out now, strip club seems hacky. But if someone goes, hey, Rory, you're getting married in a month. Comedy you want to go to a strip club or a comedy show? I'm like, strip club, even if it's a shitty one. Even if I go to the part of the bar where I can't see the stage. <laughs> yes. I'm having a... Even if I'm in the parking lot right. of even a strip club. Even if we club. don't go inside. Right. Just knowing that something fun is going on inside there is better than being inside of here. Right, because at least even outside the strip club, you can talk as loud and as yes. much as you want. Yes, so, when a group of women show up at a comedy show, that's why comics will divert to, why, wow, you guys a bachelorette party? Because it usually is. Yes. And they usually want to make, yeah, 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 yeah. everyone, can you believe talk our life? Everyone talk has been, us. no one, there is nothing unique about that story. You would have to say, it literally, if you, are you guys a bachelorette party? The next words need to be, yes, and she survived cancer three times. To have the performer right. on stage go, oh, shit. And so, kind of walk me through that. Like, but when you got, yeah, she's getting married. Isn't that crazy? No, no. it's not. What's you know crazy what would be awesome, is that Rory? you're here at this. You could never do that. You go, no, that's not crazy. You know what's crazy? Getting married right now. And you bring out her fiance yeah, and you have the stage. To. And you have, now that's fucking crazy. <laughs> getting married right now. Not in three months. Not her fiance. <laughs> sure. Just have have a con- logo. Oh, you get it annulled. You can get it annulled. We got a bachelorette party. Uh, you're gonna come out. You're the pastor. You come out. You're the guy she has to marry. And that we're gonna practice it. Oh right. my god, we should do this at our show. Oh, I would do it at, at a like anytime you're on the road. and There's a bachelorette party, <laughs> and you see it before you go up. Orchestrate with the local comics to go. We're gonna practice her wedding, and everyone's gonna be a part. And then at the end, I'm gonna go. Is this the attention you wanted? Right. And if you say yes, you're gonna be great at the wedding. <laughs> you're gonna get all the attention. That's so good. Uh, oh, 16 minutes. I'm not saying men don't love attention. We do. 16 minutes. Let's go to the letters! You know why we were able to riff for so long? Why? We didn't have this. <laughs> she I hope people picture that. Gonna She's going like, to hate that. I know. She's going to hate that. I'm going to read first. Yeah. yeah. Me first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Okay. This one, right? Yep. Hey, Rory and Daniel. At some point, we do have to just start conceding, right? Or do we feel it every time? You feel it, but you don't express it. Like that was the most minimal expression you've ever done. (laughs) Knowing you can't fight it. Shut up. I've long been fascinated with how the day-to-day of being a touring artist would look. Every oh, time how I- fitting. We've sort of segued into this. <sighs> Unnaturally, yeah, too. Yeah, so, so well, let's get some of our time back. Oh, yeah, so we do get some of our time back. Lissa, <laughs> Chad, wake up. <laughs> Every time I go see a performer at a club-sized show, I inevitably spend at least a little bit of time wondering how they're getting paid for this gig, both out of idle curiosity and also with an eye on trying to make sure the band, comedian, whatever I came to see... Got some of my bucks in their pocket at the end of the night. This isn't coming from a, ah, I wish I had made this sort of thing work in my 20s, wistful place. That sort of financial insecurity and general uncertainty sounds like an absolute deepest depths of hell nightmare to me. No judgments on those that take the plunge for sure, just not something for me. Okay. But 
I remain curious about how this sort of thing works out or at least comes close for these artists I go see. I'd love to hear your thoughts on what touring looks like from a money, what to eat, where to sleep practical standpoint, both while you are first starting touring and what it looks like now. My baseless assumption if I had to guess, was that the artist gets at least 75% of the ticket sales, probably same percentage on merch. If the club has a guy that works at the table, hopefully all of it is it's you and or your crew, and the club venue gets the sales from the bar kitchen. Respectfully submitted, I write a lot of very formal letters, letters at work, and I never fail to get a kick out of saying the above in a stupid accent while I type. It's the little things. Bob. Bob. God, I'll never forget it the rest I'll of my life. For, I'll never remember it because I don't know what that is. You, I want you to watch it and then see if and I won't. like it. I might put it on our list. Do we have a list? Of course we have a Friday list. Friday Night Lights. Of course we have a list. Do you? Is there any episodes of Friday Night Lights I should be waiting to watch with you specifically? Wait, have you started the show? Sort of. How deep into it are you? Lissa, how deep into it are you? Chad, we can smell your cigarette. Yeah. What? Is that pop? The, uh, very, like, very early. Very, very Give early. me a number. Third episode. When did you start? A couple weeks ago. Do you like it? Yes. Are you crying at all? Yet? Good. We have or haven't? Did what? you say yes or yet? Yet. Have you cried? No. Why? Did you know Lila Garrett? He'll never walk again. Lila, whoa. Lila Garrity's dad. In Buddy Garrity. Buddy is in the pilot of The Last of Us. Yes. Oh, he is didn't he? Know that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I and I heard he is great in the show. He's amazing. He's in fact, a great actor. He's in something else I recently he's, saw. He's too. in a few things, but I will tell you, Buddy Garrity is such a great name for a character. And we know that guy. I could you, tell you. You off don't. Mic. You don't want to know his real name. You know it. But right. Buddy Garrity, you almost want to go change it. But that guy, <laughs> change your life. We to this. knew that guy in high school. Yes, he, he's still alive. He's probably still lives in both of our towns. Yes, and. Off mic, I will tell you who anybody who's from Rochelle that listens to this already knows who Buddy Garrity is in yeah. Rochelle. But yes. I could tell you his name, and someday I bet you might meet him. That's why it's good writing. I love him. He's I love him to death. How about Kyle Chandler, dude? Is there any episodes love I should him. be waiting? I'm gonna try to get Kyle Chandler on this show, dude. I love the show Early Edition. Can I just say something? And this is just a little Did bit you of a just teaser. Say you're gonna try and get Kyle Chandler if you got. Let me tell this story. I would say Kyle Chandler is just below Michael Keaton for me. Daniel and I have talked about various celebrities that are... uh, Going through divorce. Dating up. That are dating up for us as guys who can get guests. And I will say, I have undeniable proof that we have listeners of this show who actively try to get us those guests. It warms my heart to no end. Because I know that they want to see what that looks like, but also they know it's a huge benefit to the show. Mm-hmm. And I think they also know this would be a good guest for the show. Ky- add Kyle Chandler to that list. If you listen to this show and you are like, oh, I know him, or I know of him, or I know a friend, or there's any connection whatsoever. Yeah. these I will never stop putting out into the universe the people we want in this show. Not that it doesn't, rec- not, not that that's all you can do. No. But if you don't put it out into the universe, Right. You can't spark the initiation of maybe the wheels turning to get you there. I'm not right. talking about just believing because you said No, it. no, no. I get you. But I'm you say you. someone's name, someone hears it, this is how the wheels work. Oh, it doesn't work every time. college with them. They're super close. We're, on, we're, we're in our what Daniel claims to be our fifth year of the show. Yeah. I don't know the math. <laughs> but we have put Michael Keaton into the universe since probably the first month of doing this show. Sure. He's not been on the show. 
I will not, I, I am not lying or BSing when I say I am almost certain that he will do this one, this show one day, barring that he passes away before he's given the chance. God forbid. And a live man, yeah. Michael Keaton, I believe one day will be a guest on this show. And I do not know why I believe that, but I really do. Yeah, I do too. Here's the thing. Two quick things, and I promise we'll go to this. Yes. This. <laughs> the letters. Pennies. I don't even need the letters. Pallers. Yeah. Patronies. Yes. What if you've watched every episode that we've oh, released? Never oh, never even considered it. So Patronies is I've heard everything available. Yes. Pallers is I have listened, listened to everything available. Yes. Pennies is I out. like the show I love the and show. I'm yep. I'm listening yep. whether I get yep. there or I not. I save it up for road trips. I haven't heard them all. Whatever. I'm in. I'm a, I'm a friend. Right. I'm a friend of what the show. What if you watch, you subscribe to the YouTube channel and you watch? But does watching mean all encompassingly? I've watched, I've listened, everything. You've done everything. Since, at least since we've done this. So yeah. Will Ferrell and beyond. Okay. If you're newly listening to this show, we have had Will Ferrell as a guest probably worth your time to I go back agree. and check it out. But let this episode end. We got a good letter here. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it should be called. We should talk about it. Okay. Last thing. If we find out someone does get us Kyle a, Chandler. a guest, Kyle Chandler, I'm thinking pin or jacket that says pen pals mail carrier because oh. they've delivered us and they've delivered should. our show to a guest if they got us a big guest they are an official mail carrier if, of the pen pals the podcast guest, the guest has to confirm it we'll make a pin or we'll do a I got, jacket. I got it better a the scarf guest, the guest has to confirm it <laughs> yes of course but if it's confirmed because this will obviously I, I would say in the lifetime of this show this is this is maybe seven people that even get this 100 percent. it's it's a the mail carrier Redesigned, but basically what Cliff wore in Cheers, just Whoa. redesigned, like, almost like, almost like it's that letter letter carrier jacket, mm -hmm. but like it's almost been spiffed up, like you're in like Hell's Angels or something. It's like a biker gang, mm -hmm. <laughs> big huge thing on the background, or maybe not even very bold. Mail carrier, it just said pen pals mail carrier mail carrier, and it's just a nice jacket, good lining. We spend the money to do it. But you got to prove that you Yeah, it's got to be confirmed. It. And it can't be, I, st I wrote a letter. It can't be like, oh, I DM'd. It would have to be the DM that made it happen. Right. Yeah. They, this they, is something we'll talk about. They would have to say, like Michael Keaton would have to go, well, you don't know what happened. Yeah. Yeah, your listener over in Iowa reached yeah. out to me. Yeah. And also, can we also say this? Do not do that. Do not annoy don't celebrities. Annoy then we and, lose it. Yes, and then we lose it, and then we all look bad, and whether you feel it or not, you look bad. Yeah. Don't don't badger anybody. We're don't talking badger. about no badgering. Yeah, you're. We're talking like legit sleuthing where you think you've got an in. Yeah, or you're laughing in line at the hardware store. And, don't and publish Michael the Keaton story without like, two sources. Well, oh, what are you laughing about? And you go, oh, it's this great show, Penrose. You know they love you. You should do that. That sort of stuff yeah. can happen, but not a like. I've DM'd you eight yeah. days in a row. No stakeouts. N no stakeouts. Unless we're trying to get Emilio or Richard Dreyfus. Get it? Uh -huh. Get it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Daniel. Sorry. Daniel. This might be a one-letter day. I, that's fine. It's just, it's hey, well, half our crew is here. Hold up, real quick, Rory. Why? Let's take a quick break, and we'll come right back to this. Great. Okay.
All right, we're back. Rory, what were you saying? Uh, I was just saying, first off, pay when you start out. Uh, a lot of times uh, an MC gets 50 bucks for a show. This is a club show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 50 bucks for a, a, a an MC. Yeah. Usually $100 for a feature. Now, granted, MC's this also is host. what I'm telling you is pay from 2004. No, it's which still the same. It's still the same. Because mine's probably like We're talking about 20 years later. 14, 15. Last time I knew. But I know it's yeah. still the same. It's it's still 50, and 100. 100. And then based on your level of popularity, that will determine the club's deal with you as a headliner. Right. Like if you are very famous, you usually get 100% of the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you're right. They're going to get food and beverages where there is so much fucking money. Um, if you are... Uh, decent. If you're at a decent level, you can walk with seventy to eighty percent. It's all negotiable, so yeah. uh, and that's after certain expenses of promotional stuff and all of these things. And that's but, a club scenario. I mean, if yeah, you want, you can rent your own venue, pay you can the whole de- freight, and yeah. then you take everything. You take everything, and it's there. It's 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 a different it's a different balance all over the place with different uh places it's for me personally some clubs uh give me a fucking great deal some clubs give me an okay deal clubs that don't give me a good deal i just i don't go to anymore it's not a necessary thing because i also do have another job as an actor so i'm not so having to take gigs all the time however to backtrack and to keep us chronological yeah starting out it's very hard as a touring comedian because uh, you usually start out as a feature. Mm-hmm. You're usually making $100 a show. Mm-hmm. You're usually doing a weekend where you are going to get $500 for the weekend. You are usually get given a hotel. You should be given a hotel unless by the club. Unless you live there. Um, unless you live there. Um, but if you are traveling, you're probably anywhere, and this is going back to when I was a feature, so your flight... Could be anywhere from two to three hundred dollars round trip, which I know kind of sounds like I'm making that up, but I am talking about twenty, you know, fifteen to twenty years ago. Um, no, it's so the way that I would tour, and and you can speak to this similarly or differently, but the way that I would tour is that I would book a date and then try to regionally stay in that area, getting rides with other comics to do shows, one nighters where you maybe make a hundred bucks or two hundred bucks. Whatever you can do to this is when you were beef featuring, up this featuring, is when I was like featuring yeah, and yeah, like yeah. headlining a little bit. Yes, that's this is the way to do it. This is you're trying to beef up the amount you can make total to come back with. So what does that mean? That means uh, cutting your expenses wherever you can. Couches. You're sleeping on couches nonstop. At that level, if it's not a club giving you a hotel, you are crashing on any floor. You can fucking crash on, or any couch you can crash on with any. Or comic. sometimes they'll say to you, "We can get your hotel, or we can give you eighty bucks." And yes, you, and then you'll take that and go sleep and on. go sleep on someone's floor. Yeah, um, just you know, it works. Your food, it is usually so much fast food. You're trying to eat at the club at the lowest level, so you'll eat at the club. If a comedy club does not give the three comics uh, a meal for each uh, night. Of the shows, that is a shitty fucking club Agreed. that doesn't fucking care about the comics. But you're not; those aren't your only meals. Also, side note to play devil's advocate: if you're the comic showing up, getting the free meal, and also ordering a meal to go, which I've also seen headliners do, 
live your own life and do what you do, but that's also a fucking weird, shitty thing mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. Now, can the club afford it and pay for it? Yes, but enough Especially people if your do that. Sales are good. Enough people do that. That's why a lot of times MCs find themselves without a fucking meal because somebody fucked up the system and kind of took more than their fair share. Yeah. So you take your one meal and you should usually get free drinks. It's it polices itself. If I when I was a feature MC and someone was like, "Yeah, you can have free drinks, whatever you want." I, I'm smart enough to know I do need to be able to perform on that fucking 1030 show and I can't be sloppy and fuck it up because then maybe I don't work this club and again. Unlike food, if you're if it is a free drink scenario, you can always go Did you guys already close up? Can I get just one more before you guys are done? That's yeah. a fine thing. But yeah. the food to go is very like Yeah. Okay. Another nice. another tip. Not that you're asking for tips. You're asking no, for no, how yeah. it works. How but it also works. another thing is if you're a comic and you're getting like free drinks and you get the meal and stuff and you don't Boat. fucking tip that waiter or oh. waitress um, for their certain. Now, granted, here's the thing. If you're tight on money and you don't drink and you're not eating the meal, I, I'm not sitting there going, hey, you need to tip for a thing you didn't ever get. That right. I agree 100%. That's like when you go split food with everybody and some guy is like, I'm going to go tomahawk steak and you're going, I'm going to go side Caesar salad. We're not splitting the meal right. kind of deal. But if you do partake, you need to throw some fucking money at the waiter, wait, the waitress that, that are in the same boat of like working to fucking make money, which is what we're all doing. Yep. Um, so what does that mean? You're eating a lot of fast food. You're eating a lot of shit that's not healthy for you. You're trying your best to not spend mm-hmm. a lot of money because the goal is that when you do eventually fly back home after whatever this run was, you brought some profit back towards fucking rent groceries, bills, shit like that. Yeah. So early on, I know I'm doing a lot of the talking here, no, but I, I think it's probably rather. But, it, yeah. but, you know, I, I'm specifically talking about a time when I moved to New York City. You're and, also covering everything. I don't, yeah, I moved to New York City. I went on the road. I would go to the Pacific Northwest to do a lot of gigs. I went to Canada, uh, Western Canada, to do the Yuck Yucks run and do a lot of gigs and make as much money as I could to come back. But also, just so you know, uh, Bob, I, I had three jobs as well in New York City that could come and go like um, uh, temp temp work mm-hmm. that would give hook me up for like a month or two months worth of work or I would uh, work for a moving company uh, and I would also go and paint uh, apartments with Scott Moran and I also this moving company I worked with with Andy Haynes like all these guys can tell you like survival of this this occupation, when you say the uncertainty of the money and how that's absolutely a hellish nightmare, you're not you're not wrong. But the thing that is buried inside of us as performers, artists, whatever specific label you want to give it, the uncertainty of the money is where you start. So it it doesn't seem as daunting. When you start to do stand-up and you bomb or do okay, at no point are you ever going, yeah, and then uh, one day I'll make all of my income doing this. That seems absurd, even if you're performing well. It just doesn't seem like, like, oh, I don't know how this works out. You've got to be famous, like Jerry Seinfeld, to then like do all that, or Mm -hmm. all these other people that would come through the club and do great. You go, I'm not, I'm not on TV. I'm not on in movies. I'm not a famous fucking seasoned comedian. So you're kind of just doing this thing that you develop a non money related passion and love for, which causes you to become better at it 
as we all would, if you're passionate about something, you will get better at it. And because you get better at it, people start you start falling into some areas where people start giving you money to do it. And then you just find yourself in this position of doing it for money. And everything I just told you about featuring and the hotels and all that, that is the middle level, quite literally and figuratively, where people are going to either keep doing it mm-hmm. or stop doing stand-up. Because that is when... And they're either going to tell themselves or the industry is going to tell them. Yeah. You're not making enough money not selling for, to survive. Yeah. You don't sell any tickets. You are the middle act. So you're no longer doing it like, oh, no one pays me anyways. Now you are getting paid, but it's not enough. And to commit to go on the road to do it means you have to step away from some of those gigs you've got at home that are your uh, paycheck. And so that's kind of how the touring starts. Now, this story is not for everybody. Even these the two of us sitting in this this room don't have an identical story of what it's like to dive in and start doing this but for me personally and i know yours is a similar story that is that that i I have seen very good comics stop Mm -hmm. right here because it is a financial burden and some people have the money to push through they have maybe the financial support from people to push through and then some people like myself uh you know i i can't i I am good at stand-up i know that i am good at comedy but I'm not lying when I say a lot of it is also right place, right time, right person. And I then got in front of somebody. I just happened to go on this Canadian tour in 2006. It didn't fall from the well, sky. You, My manager at the time, Blair. At point, you risked going on. You, yeah. You risked going on that My Canadian manager tour. at the time, Blair Postman, was like, you can go to this tour. There was another uh, manager out of Michigan, Dave Moroz, that like had some of his clients had gone and done this tour. And so I went and... Also got to do the this tour, and um, it, I had to quit my job to go do it. So I wasn't going to be coming back to a job, and I went for uh, – it was supposed to be like a month, maybe a little over a month, but I went to Seattle right beforehand and met some people, met Scott Moran, and then you know with Andy Haynes. And then I went and did this tour, and in the middle of that tour, I get a message that they need someone else to fill some spots for the Seattle comedy competition that is that is just around the corner. And I just was able to go, well, I don't have a job anymore, so I can go straight from Canada to go do this uh, this festival, this competition, which takes a month to do, and sleep on people's couch. I quite literally lived with Scott Moran on his couch um, during almost all of that, bouncing around. And he around was on the Seattle. couch, too, which was... It was so we were just laying on top, on top of each other. other. It was yeah. intimate. It was sensual. You'd rotate. Yeah, we would rotate night. every 30 minutes. And uh, so because of that, I got to go into a competition right after doing a month and a half of performing all the time. So I went and did well in this competition because I've just been doing it for so long. And then it just so happens at the end of that competition, the producers from Comedy Central for Live at Gotham are doing an audition for the show at the DC Improv where I live literally the next night that I come back from now having done stand-up for – Two and a half months and doing it almost every night for two and a half months. I'm not. You're, you're too. I'm not being hyperbolic, even though I clearly am. But I never in my entire career have felt more like a Jedi in my life of what I do. I had zero fear, and so I got to go on stage and do just six minutes, which I had just been doing in the competition. For Live at Gotham, and in the first thing, uh, the microphone broke, and I joked about that with zero fear. 
for most of the time, mm-hmm. told two or three jokes, got off stage and was just in this space of like, of course I should get it. Like, I don't, I, maybe I won't, but that's what I do. I crushed right. it and I feel great about it because I know who I am and I know what I'm doing. And then I got Live at Gotham, which gives you a credit, which none of this stuff moves things as fast, I think, as it young seems comics from the outside. Yeah. and people on the outside think. Yeah, It For moves sure. so slow. I, no joke, when I watched my Live at Gotham, this was still in the days of MySpace. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at my MySpace thinking it's going to go, oh my God, I love you. Maybe five, five new people decide to like look into MySpace or say something on it. Or I can't even remember how MySpace works, but I remember thinking, this is going to explode my life. And all I have ever learned from that date, and I'm pretty sure that aired in 2007, all the way until even now, having been in a movie called Babylon, which is the biggest movie I've ever been in, nothing has changed in terms of, yes, more people are are aware. And the good news is you'll get another job because... You did good in this job, yeah. and it just it's, keeps. It's all, I, I say going. it's all it's all lily pads. It's all lily pads, and maybe you do make some more money, and maybe you do get a bigger thing. But it is all there's so many elements of it that are outside of your uh, control. Now, I know I'm taking over this episode. I'm sorry. I'm so fired up I by don't this. Worry. So to, we've been to, doing this long enough. You know that yeah. if I had something I really <laughs> yes. wanted to say, but to catch to catch to catch up to now. So that sure. is touring then. I now, didn't want you to stop. I wanted it is, you to go, I have a guy. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, like well, so, you know. So I go to the Apollo Theater. But you and can I, show, I look out into the yeah. you just keep going. But my, my point being, a lot of that was just the fate of the I, universe I of right place, right time. And so all I did do was what I did have control over, mm-hmm. which was uh, be nice to comics in Seattle. And they were nice to say, Hey, you, Ron Reed, you should book Rory Scoville for this open slot in your festival. Well, and I, so he did. I love you. So I think you're undeniable, right? I think if it wasn't this, it would be that. But what you really did was you created a vacuum in your life for opportunity to come up. Now, the sad reality is some people do that. They say, okay, I'm quitting this job, and they create these vacuums for opportunities. And the timing doesn't line up, yes. and that doesn't come yeah. for them. And, it's, and, and it's, there's some people yeah. who create that vacuum for decades, yeah. and then it eventually does. You yes. know what I mean? And we both know people in this industry that it was later in life for them than what people would think is the normal that things yeah. really started cooking and taking off. Some of our very close friends. Yeah. Uh, here's one that's very popular. It's not news to anybody. Tom Segura. Yeah. Right? Tom's been amazing forever. Yeah, Tom is now one of the biggest fucking names in comedy in the world. Yeah, right. And it would it happened at a uh, an age that was beyond the traditional number for most people. And so, you vacuums happen at or opportunities come at different times. You're talking about the time you created a vacuum and opportunity happened. I think yeah. that if it wasn't that, I because I love you and I, I think you're great, it would have happened in another way. But, but like a lot of but it, you, you know, had to like right here that uncertainty yeah. that that. That. There's elements you 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 do control, and that is your behavior, your etiquette, your respect for other people, and just not and, not and not not and I see people like this all the time, not doing it falsely because you know that's how you need to be to get things, mm-hmm. but doing it because that makes things just better 
around you, <laughs> makes the energy better around you by having a good Brody Stevens positive yes. vibe, pot of positive energy. That stuff will come come back to you, but you don't have that positive energy because you want those things to come back to you because then they don't. That's not positive energy, but right. positive energy just because you're like, what is the point in being friction? What is the point in being a piece of shit? So I happened to you know be in Seattle and I I didn't have an expectation of anything. I just you created a vacuum. I was like, oh, this is a new comedy scene. I was blown away by the fact that I was traveling and in Seattle. I right. couldn't believe I was about to go to Canada, which I had never been out of the country, mm-hmm. and that's kind of going out of the country. But in, you know, things that I never thought For would us, ever fucking time. happen in my life, I was now. Uh, I was now doing it and just having fun and just getting on a ride and going, oh my God, I'm doing stand-up. I mean, I have a journal that I've gone back and looked at of things I'd written at that time and I couldn't believe that I was at, you know, the the at a show in Seattle getting to do five minutes, you know, you know, just just we it's I don't know. It just it's it's it, that's where I met Hari Kanabolu. Like that 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 being in that um at that random show and meeting so many Seattle comics and just being nice. Like it led to a thing, which yes. led to a thing, which, which led to a thing. thing. And like that you can control how you treat other people and how you much you commit Conan. to learning your craft. Conan, if you be nice, do those things, hard. yes, be nice, work hard. And it, 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 there's a lot of people who are nice and they do work hard, but they might have a dream that they maybe can't facilitate with their Ability. ability and it's a, that's a heartbreaking oh, it life story it it is but you know some people it does work out and I, I i don't ever look at any of this like i i'm special or i did something special it truly and i'm saying this to the people who are listening that maybe want to take on an endeavor be it this one or something else it's just you try it and you do it and I was able to stay alive because of the touring. People were nice to me. They let me sleep in their homes. If people didn't do that, I might not be sitting right here doing this. <laughs> you know, if people didn't show up and go, "Hey, it wasn't great tonight, but you're good." Right. You're a random person. Yeah. If I if I didn't my first hosting gig in, at the DC Improv, like an official gig, was with Bobcat Goldthwait, and he said, "You're good," and that mattered. That really mattered to me mm-hmm. in terms of. And I still say this. I see him all the time. Not all the time, but I st- still see him in my life yeah. randomly. Yeah. And I still say, you're the first one. And you said I was good. And it, like, I'm now standing before you sharing this entertainment space with you because you said I was good. It, was, yeah. it mattered And so that, all of those things, you mix all that up. Those are the early days of touring. So the reason I told the story that way yes. with all of those details. Right is because I wanted to make sure you understand why it is not a hellscape nightmare when there's little to no money and you're eating beans out of a can and you're heating up pizza with an iron (laughs) in a hotel room or SpaghettiOs with a coffee maker Mm -hmm. in a fucking hotel in Calgary because all of these other elements are such a blissful thing. You don't so much care about the money. Fast forward to now, Daniel and I, very much want to be compensated for our skill set because now it time. is more of a business. Do Daniel and I sit here and say, if someone said, Roy, what would you rather have? The joy and innocence that used to come with doing stand-up or the money that you currently make? I have to say, I can't immediately go, I like the money 
because I do genuinely miss the purity of performing stand-up when nothing was on the line. And I can't... you. Once you step out, it's like taking the blue pill or the red pill, whatever the fucking he takes. You cannot go back. You can't go back because now it is a business. Now you are incorporated. Now you have to earn an income. Now you've got expenses. It it, it becomes a business. It changes. Your time. So you go back to that New York kid, right? Yes. I don't know. Is it worth my time to quit this job and leave this apartment to go? Yes. Right now it's like, is it worth my time to not get to hang out with my wife and my daughter yes and enjoy this time it's of a different year. sacrifice it's big the the thing interesting now about touring too is it's all and not just touring as in oh i'm gonna do in 30 dates over 45 days uh even just going on the road yeah. right be on tour or whatever you yes. want to call it, a little mini tour um it's always almost now it's also contextual right what what is the gig yeah did they ask me to do it or do I want to be in that city anyway? Yeah. So, for example, if right now, if somebody was, Rory, we want you to come do our festival. Okay. Yeah. They're obviously going to give you airfare. They're obviously going to, or it'll be a buyout. They're going to obviously give you a hotel. And then here's what you could make at our festival or the flat rate we're going to pay you. Yes. Versus, I really want to go follow Tool around. So let's just find some places we can do shows there. And if we have friends that live in that city, let's just crash with them. And so it is almost contextual now for each thing that you do. What is your expectation? If I'm in Houston, you would say to yourself, I can just crash with Andrew. Right. Versus, oh, the improv is begging me to come do a weekend there. So if they go, well, can you crash with Andrew? You're going to go. No, you're asking exactly. me to come to a yes. weekend. Yes. You're going to give me a hotel. Well, yeah. we know that last time you were here, you're like, yeah, last time I was trying to make friends with Tool. Yeah. So I don't. And and to that point. So it's almost contextual now, yeah. too. To to that point, here's a switch that happens as well. And it's I, and I'm not saying that this is necessarily a good thing. And it's not necessarily a trait I hate in myself okay. or like in myself. Okay. But now I might check into a nice hotel. I might get to the room. And I might go, this fucking, this is my room. Two things happen. One, do I want to go say something? Should I get another hotel? Is this where I'm at? And the second thing that happens is I remember sitting on a floor in this uh, Cambrook, maybe, this small town. So many floors. I mean, a strip of a main street in Canada, sitting on the floor eating cold something food after a show where I fucking headlined and ate garbage, watching, it all comes back, watching two things. One, old school Spider-Man. I am high as fuck. Flipping the channels right as Billy Bob Thornton starts his speech in the movie Friday Night Lights wow. and I am sitting there crying. So my two those two things happen in my brain. Do, do Rory, should you have a better hotel room? Yes. yes. I'm fucking worth it. There's weird black and hairs. I want There's it. weird black hairs in the shower. I don't like this. Right. I want better. Right. And then the other thing is don't forget where you fucking came from right. because this is better. Yeah. And 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 I and I'm not here like I said, I'm not here to say that I don't go down and go I'm not staying in this fucking hotel. I, I'm not going to say that I haven't done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But those two things happen, and sometimes I let it pass, and sometimes I don't. That's who you become Dude. as someone who tours. You want the hotel. You want someone to pick you up. You want your rate to be better. You want to get a nice meal. You want 
you know, for me personally, I I am like, hey, the show is close to starting and no one has come in to just into the green room to bring me a water. You do feel like a little bit of a prima donna. Especially where we're about from. You it. hear the Greenville. You yeah. hear the Rochelle go, you really yeah. you really give a fuck. You feel kind of, you, I want the show to run this way. It, and and it's all fluctuates. Sometimes you're right and it should. And sometimes it, it shouldn't. But I will sometimes say. Sometimes you're a little bit of a diva, but also right. Yes. And, and so. so I, and I, I will now bring it all. I will now close it all up. Okay. I think you're going to love this. I like this letter specifically because uh, I, my tour starts in April. This will more than likely be the first tour. This is the first tour where I've charged a little bit more money for the ticket prices. Uh-huh. This is the first tour I have booked venues that are a little bit bigger than I usually book. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know how I'm going to do in this- some of these cities. <laughs> This is the first time I have decided I'm going to dress up. I'm going to fucking show up. I'm going to show up and, and, and show up. This is the first time my hour will be as tight as I can get it before I start the tour. It will tighten forever. It always does. But it will be in a good place before I start, which is not usually what I do either because uh-huh. I just figure it out all the fucking time. Um, that will happen. This will be the first tour. I probably have a tour manager, which will be an expense. This will be the first time I decide... I'm going to try to help cover more expenses for my openers than I used to to make sure we all go home with with a good amount of money. Right. All of those things are first where tour, I'm first at tour you now. Do cocaine I, is the first time I'm going to try coke and go on stage uh, every show, every night, um, and during the day. Uh, but the the place that I am at now, and specifically why I like this letter, is because while I took a huge swing to quit my job and go to Canada, uh-huh. this tour alone, I'm not going to go into bankruptcy. But for my career, I'm taking a huge swing to see, can I tour at this level? Can I sell tickets at this level? Am I at this level? I don't really know. I know uh, my act, and I know the where I think my act, I know the level where my act is at and where I think it, it how it should be appreciated or how, yeah, how it should, I should be compensated yeah, for it. Yeah. And I know where that's at. Yeah. Now I'm going to do all the other things around it to match where I think uh, that act is is and i'm going to shoot that that hour and see what becomes of it but all of it is this same exact risk of i'm going to quit my job to go to canada do this tour and see where my fucking life heads it is headed to this moment where i am i have everything i fucking need i am doing fine i am grateful for all of it but now is the time to go do we stay here or do we now spend some money take some risks and see if we can go even further down the fucking rabbit hole. And so that's what I'm doing. I don't say that as someone who's like, I want to play arenas one day. That, that That's not necessarily a target for me. But I would like to confidently play a lot of theaters in this country that are the right size for me and enjoy it and figure out how to do it. So this is that tour for me. And if you want to know how to make it uh, less the version of major concern, know that every single thing you see Daniel and I doing, including this podcast, it all exists and is hinged on you listeners and viewers liking it enough to want to see it, to maybe pay to see it, but mostly to tell other people about oh, it. Sure. That is our entire career. And that has been our entire career since the very beginning of the touring that I started with. When I say I no longer 
just have the club tell me what I'm make as a headliner and I get to negotiate it. Mm-hmm. It is because people came to my shows over a number of years and told other people or they came on a whim and I earned them as fans because I did well that night. It These are the things that you can control. I go on stage every show and I speak for Daniel uh, as well. I go on stage for every show and it fucking matters to me that it is a good, fun show. And if the audience is fun and I'm fun, this is going to be an awesome fucking hour mm-hmm. where I want someone going, I want more, I will be back. And that is how you go from here, like we talked about, to this hotel room is not good enough for me. <laughs> yeah. I think I've said this before, but it's the thing. is like you could play a beautiful, amazing music for nobody. You cannot do comedy without an audience. Gotta have it. Doesn't it? It's, it's, a, it's a symbiotic And thing. it isn't. It, it isn't. It's the same with the podcast. It isn't the money. It's because the show itself, the heartbeat and the rhythm of the it's show. It's not comedy if there's no one exist. laugh at it. It's, it's not just, a one-way street. Yeah. It needs the rhythm. It yeah. needs it. It's a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's really the most cr- concise answer I've ever given to oh, anything you were on, in my very entire on life. Point. You were very on point. I read this and I was like, I want to deconstruct You made me think about thing. it. Like, I won't, comp- even if a TV doesn't work. I won't complain. <laughs> Air conditioning, I will. hundred percent. Yes. But even a TV, I'll think to myself, you once slept <laughs> I know. <laughs> in a bathroom on the tile floor and you had to sneak past, you and these other comics had to sneak past the front desk because yeah. they, you for sure, maybe you were just drunk, that they were counting how many people were, were in, in that room. room. Yes. 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 And because I wanted to have a door and I could have done floor carpet, but yeah. I was like, I'll at least have my own room. I slept on a blanket with a blanket in that yes. shitty little thin top yes. blanket. Um, and not a nice on a hotel. Tile floor. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No. Yeah, I've been, been in some spots. What do you want to do? You love it. What should we do with this? I think that's it. You do? I think that was a whole breakdown. You know what I, I think I we thought? saved this other letter for the next episode. What if I read the other letter and then we answer it later? Or do you want to just save the whole thing? You hesitate. You want to save the whole thing? I think save it. Yeah, yeah. I know you. I know you. Um, Wait, let's do this. I don't even care if this stays in and it goes back. Let's let's say we'll be right back. We should apologize for interrupting ourselves, and then and then go back to the episode. Okay. Do you know what I mean? No. Okay. Ready? Okay. Well, I got to close out this letter though, with Bob. Yeah, but that'll be the end of the episode. Oh, got it. Got it. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. You. I'll follow your lead. So. this will either, I mean, we, it's just us now. Notice what this wasn't here. We didn't throw the letters or do. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> we do Should need her, but Chad is fired. <laughs> I think he quit. <laughs> oh, yeah, you Chad's get more cigarettes. Oh no, Chad's here. He's asleep. Oh, right. Hey, <laughs> Chad's under the desk. <laughs> okay. Uh, if for anybody's stressing, no comic makes fun of people they don't love. Yeah. Okay. But uh, I don't love Chad. Go uh, ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> um, okay, ready? Right. Yeah. Hold up real quick, Rory. Uh, why? Let's take a quick break, and we'll come right back to this. Great. Okay. All right, we're back. What were you saying? I was just saying, uh, Bob, thank you so much for Wait, this. Wait, no, letter. what? Wait, what am I supposed to say? This would be when we come back to after interrupting. Wait, when did we interrupt? At any point in the thing, just to have taken a break. Oh, okay. This will go back into oh, that. Oh, I see. Okay, ready? Yeah. 
All right, we're back. Rory, what were you saying? Uh, I was just saying. Great. <laughs> I don't know how confusing it is. I don't care if Lissa takes what she needs to put that in and then leaves this. You talk to Lissa. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, because you guys aren't on speaking terms. But we, and we never will be again. <laughs> Bob, I love this letter. Thank you so much. Great question. I hope that, I mean, if you're sitting there going, well, I didn't really answer the question, I can't What? I think than we that. totally did. I, that, I gave a thesis. I've never felt more confident in you answering. And so much foot, you were Whole fucking, thesis. dude, you were fucking riding that wave <laughs> that you were even like, I know I'm talking. You were like coming to, you were I checking on it. me. I felt an energy. You were like a uh, Brad Pitt at the end of A River Runs Through Babylon. A River Runs Through Babylon. That's, do that mashup trailer. <laughs> It's the prequel. The that, that would be it, that timeline might check out. That might actually check out. But that's the prequel. I'm gonna talk to Damien. <laughs> I'm gonna talk to Paramount. Okay, do it. Uh, Bob, thank you so Bob. much. Uh, we wish you well. Sincerely, your pen pals, Roy Scoville and Daniel Van Kirk. Pen Pals is produced by Lisa Rubin and engineered and mixed by Chad Bouchard. Our artwork was created by Jeffrey Tice, and our theme music is by Patrick Keenan of The Winter Sounds. You can follow Pen Pals on Twitter and Instagram at the Pen Pals Pod. You can see all of that content thanks to Caitlin Bordini, who runs our social media. Head to youtube.com slash Daniel Van Kirk Comedy to watch these episodes absolutely free and subscribe to patreon.com slash Pen Pals. For only $5, you can listen to a follow-up letter every week, and you'll be the first to hear all upcoming Pen Pals. But the easiest way to support the show is to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes and tell everyone you know about your two favorite cackling idiots. Hashtag grow the show. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Looking for a fabulous fashion brand that celebrates you? Then look no further than Boston Proper, where styles are designed with you in mind. So you can look and feel amazing, no matter the day, season, or occasion. At bostonproper.com, you'll find fashion that knows you best. For over 30 years, Boston Proper has been the fashion destination for confident women who want to elevate their look with unique, sophisticated clothing at affordable prices. Visit bostonproper.com today. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else.